Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Probably True, stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. So I am Italian, naturalized British, and I have lived in this country for 17 years now. Is where I've studied, is where I've started working, and is where I started living my queer life. Uh, I've always been queer, I'm bisexual, I'm grasexual, I'm non-binary, but I never felt safe in Italy to be so. So moved here and, you know, the good old internalized homophobia and transphobia that we lived there, it still took me another 17 years to actually then, actually, I want to be who I want to be. I don't want to hide. I don't want to have secret relationships because, God forbid, 1,500 miles away from here, they'll find out and they'll come and tell me off. I didn't actually come out, come out, is what I call is an accidental coming out. I just started posting stuff on Instagram and the people started reading into it and started talking about it. And then they started asking me questions and I stopped hiding. And that's how it happened. And that was two years ago with the difference that I just told my mom two days ago. Because my mom has no social media, so she had no idea. And two days ago, she came over here from Italy to stay with us. And I was a pride and I tasked my lovely spouse to tell my mother about me whilst I wasn't home. Because that's how we deal with it. <laughs> In case of possible rejection, I will not be there. It will not happen to me and I'll be fine. So he did it and he did a brilliant job. So now I am out, out for the first time in 37 years. Congratulations. I'm really proud of you. Well Thank done. you. And he went really well, much better than I expected. So oh, yeah. Uh, yes, it's, it's a good, positive story. Yay for mums. I know, right? <laughs> I, mean, I just feel like we should promote a service of if you don't want to come out, I'll do it for you. Outsourcing coming out. I like that. Yeah. You know what? I was far more relaxed because I wouldn't have got the rejection firsthand if it happened. I mean, I was panicking. I was a pride and I kept checking my phone going like, it's happening? Is it happening? What, what's going on? <laughs> and then I couldn't resist anymore. And I called him and he answered in the middle of the conversation. Like, why would you answer now? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you've got nothing to tell me and I know it's happening. So now I'm going to panic. But it was good. It was good. So I will assource my spouse. If anyone needs coming out, it will be there. And he's doing an incredible job. I love it. I think that's a really great service. <laughs> I honestly think like there are people that it will go really well, but you do fear rejection and you do fear what could possibly. So this was great. I felt he handled it a lot better than I would have, to be honest. <laughs> so. That's adorable. I love it. But my coming out story, I feel like they're always like, when I told my spouse after eight years together, and he looked at me, he's like, yeah, it's not a surprise. You're fine. I, I got it. It's okay. And I was like, oh, okay. Thank you. I know. He's great. He's, he looked at me and said, well, it just means if you're not a boy or a girl, maybe I'm queer too. So <gasps> I know, right? I like this. <laughs> you can be queer. Yay. He's a really good egg. It's been great through it all and it made it a lot easier, especially because we do have a kid. 
that parental instinct of need to protect my kid. Is this the right thing? Are we, you know, and actually he's my fiercest supporter, great ally. He is the first one that will help me explain our kid everything. And it's, yeah. Does he have a brother? He does. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Just before we move on, non-binary, bisexual and grey sexual. Could yeah. you define grey sexual for me? Just because it's one that I'm not, I don't hear very often. My queer labels, I always go for the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's neither one or the other. It's always like I'm not gay or lesbian, like bi. I am not male or female. Non-binary is good. And I feel like in the A spectrum, grey sexual is, I don't have sexual attraction very often so is in the a spectrum and is not a complete lack of it but is not also kind of like yes let's you know i find you attractive let's go and have sex it happens sometimes but it could go like years and then oh yeah right now it's good and then nope, done now that's it move on it's just very rare sexual attraction for very special people very attractive people exactly you're very selective i am very selective and as i always say it's a shame i'm so fuckable that you know <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a waste <laughs> but it's an in-between is um it's in the spectrum is it's not very often it happens sometimes but see this is another thing is like we can have very healthy marriages and kids even if we're ace it's uh, something that loads of people don't don't think happens it does I'm glad you're out there waving the ace flag or the, the gray flag. Somebody said to me, got gray color and gray is not a sexy color. And I was like, well, that's, that's kind of the point of it all. <laughs> I do personally like my labels and I'm very protective of my labels. I know the aim is to go into a labelless world and it'd be great. But it took me 37 years to say my labels out loud. And it's like, yeah, these are mine and I, I like them and I want them and It'd be great if we didn't need them, you know, kind of like everyone can be whoever they want. But at the moment, is we're not there yet. For now, you know, we're queer. It's probably going to change in a couple of years. You never know. That's half the fun. Nothing's the same forever. So it's nice to be able to kind of go, for now, I'll be this one. But maybe later, I'll try something else. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> a bit of a segue. You mentioned that you're married and you have a child. How, yeah. how are you finding non-binary parenting? I think kids are the best. Um, my kid is the easiest person to talk about gender and sexuality that I've ever encountered. A was four when I came out. So we already had kind of like the mum label and the dad label. And we kept them because I always assume she calls me mum because I'm mum, not because it's a gendered word. So it is mum, but for everyone else's parent. And that's where the difference is. But when I came out to, to A, um, she was like, okay, that's it. That literally is like, and now she will tell, I mean, she tells me off plenty of time, but she will tell everyone when they say, oh, you know, your mommy, she does. And it's like, uh-uh, my mommy's not a boy or a girl. My mommy's a day. So A encompassed my entire gender into the word day. I am a day and that's what we go with, which is great. And she will tell everyone, you know, and she gets it. She gets it to the point that, the other day we were driving home from school and it's a really narrow road. So you kind of have to get yourself in to let people pass through if they come the opposite direction. So I moved to the side and, and my kid looked at me and was like, oh, why, why are you stopping? I said, oh, I'm going to let her go through. And she looked at me and was like, well, you don't know it's a she. You're right. And I'm really sorry. Thank you very much for putting it in my place. I'm going to let them go through. I, I think kids get it a lot easier than adults do. Don't get me wrong, she does ask the question, like, how do you know? And why are you not 
but as long as I answer truthfully and all I say is, you know, you like when people call you girl and you like wearing princess dresses and they make you feel good. And what makes me feel good is when people use they pronouns or when I get to wear shirts and trousers and, and, and she's fine. It's just an ongoing conversation, I think. But honestly, they're, they're the best. Kids are the best. Did you come out to your kid yourself this time? Yes, kids were easy. A, I could do. It was like, yeah, mommy's got to tell you something. And and as I said, all she did was like, okay. <laughs> and that was it. I was like, this was like so underwhelming. I had points written down and books ready to explain. I was like, no, okay, fine, <laughs> whatever. I read them myself. <laughs> but that's a good thing. There are so many more books now that are accessible for kids that you can, if you are invested of raising a, an ally because not necessarily a queer kid, but just a very world-rounded ally. There are plenty of books that parents can refer to um, to make their life a little easier. Not to focus on the less fun parts, but have you had any resistance from other parents or teachers or anything like that? This is where it gets complicated. Ooh. So I'm not hiding but I don't necessarily come out to other parents so there are a few parents who know and they have been nothing but supportive you know we have play dates and we have days out together and everything is absolutely fine because I feel like our kids are such close friends we became close friends and I felt that they needed to know our kids spend a lot of time together outside of school so I thought I want to make sure they know who I am and they've been great the general population of school I don't hide, but I don't necessarily go, hi, I am Mali and my pronouns are they, them, unless they ask. If they ask, I do say. If they don't, I kind of like just refer myself by my name. It's no one's business but yours, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure she has probably outed me numbers of times at school, <laughs> but no one has questioned this, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. My kid is just like, yeah, no, she would tell anyone. There was a fear of, you're going to tell my mother before I do, and I cannot have this. It's nothing like kids to put you on a timeline. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's like, honestly. And they, they don't shut up at six years old, you know? They're like <laughs> constantly talking. So school is still something that we're navigating. I am not opposed to people knowing, but I want to take my time. So we'll take it one day at a time. And as I said, I think at the moment, it's been the everything has been really positive for me. Luckily, because I know it's not, as common but I've not had any bad comments or repercussion or I'm kind of like fearing gonna give at some point but by then you already have such a supportive group around yeah, you that... yeah and I think that's what helps is surround yourself by as many people as possible because then you can just run to them you know ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. We're queer. We're geeks. We're, We're queeks. queeks. 
superheroes, Star Wars, Broadway, Drag Race. So if you're super gay, super nerdy, or anything in between, listen to Queeks today. Wherever fine podcasts are sold. And find us on Instagram at Queeks Podcast. I'm interested as well to hear your perspectives on coming out, especially since you said you came out later than a lot of people do. I used to say that I came out late and that I missed out on so much. But now I'm kind of looking at it like I came out when I needed to come out. I came out later, but I didn't come out late. Don't get me wrong. I'm going through the old teenage phase again. Kind of like, I feel like I missed out on this. So I'm wearing all the clothes that I didn't get to wear and do all the stupid things that I didn't get to do, including learning how to skateboard with my child and all that kind of things that you miss out as a queer, closeted person in your teenage years. So I'm doing all of that, which is great. But I don't think I should have come out any earlier than I did. For my mental health, for my life, I came out at the right time. It was later for sure, but I don't think it was late. There are so many of our generation that are coming out later because of the way things were when we were teenagers and stuff. We already have enough shame and guilt and stuff to deal with. If we also need to add the fact that, oh, you came out so late and you missed out. Let's put a positive spin on this. We, we came out when we needed to come out, and that's it. I mean, changing all your documents and stuff at this age is painful because you have too many. <laughs> so much paperwork. Oh, one of my friends calls it transadmin. It's a complete section of my office on the paperwork for trans stuff. Apart from that, it, it's great. And, and I think I'm able to enjoy my queer self now so much because I am sure of who I am. Having so much paperwork to do, it's good that you're sure of who you are because otherwise it would just be, be even worse. You're like, I might have to change it again. Can oh. you imagine? Because <laughs> I don't have enough shit to deal with in my life. Let's add this on top of it. <laughs> I feel like it's something that all of us have to go through and it's the thing that we dread the most because it takes forever. And, if you, and then there is always one that you miss out and you see and it's like... Oh, fuck's sake <laughs> did you feel like that in yourself was there the old you that you were leaving behind that took a while to fade out or was it quite a it was a funny process because when i was thinking of changing my name i reverted straight away to a nickname that my friends used to give me and i just went with it but it never felt like a name and then i stumbled upon molly and i just loved it and it just that's it that was it one day to the next i asked some of my friends can we try it out I think we tried it for two hours and I was like, yep, this is it. I'm done. That's it. This is me. I'm not going back. It just fit. It's a new confidence. It's very different from my dead name and it's, it's, it's my new me. Yeah, for sure. And even when I had to tell my kid, how are we going to explain this? Because the last thing I want when I explain to her stuff is I don't want you to think that you have to be uncomfortable about things you like about yourself just because I don't like them about myself. I don't want her to think that I changed my name and therefore she has to change her name. As always, we usually talk when we go shopping. It's either food or shopping is one of the two. You need a distraction just in case. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. Okay, you don't like it? Let's go for ice cream. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this better. All of my like heavy conversations should involve ice cream, I think. That's a great idea. For me, it's, it's, it literally is food or clothes. And that either way, it makes me feel better. So it's the way I approach life with my kid as well. It's like, let's talk about this. And then, you know, if you don't like it, I'll give you some food or I'll buy you a new dress. And we were shopping and I literally, all I said was like, you know, some of mommy's friend, I started calling mommy Marley and, and I really like it and I would like to use it as, as my name. And all she said was like, well, can I still call you mom? Yeah. Okay. 
and that was it. This is when I feel like kids really have no bias. They just take it as face value. Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. Whatever makes you happy. And I like as well that you asked a couple of friends and you tried it out because it's nice to leave space for it just in case it's not right. Or you're like, actually, I'm not sure. We tried another name before this one and we tried it for like a week with a couple of friends and it just was like, no, it just didn't fit. With with Marley, I don't even have to think when people say I automatically turn around and it just stuck. Whilst the other one just never, ever fitted. So that was it. So yeah, I would recommend if anyone is trying thinking about new names and stuff, do try it out with a couple of trusted friends. For me, it was the best experience and I kind of settled on something that then really fitted and before having to tell everyone to change it again and again. Because I don't know about other people, but I always find there's an imposition when I ask people to do stuff. It's something that I need to get better at it. It's like when people say, oh, so I heard you change your name. Would you like me to? Oh, yeah, if you don't mind, would you please use my new name? (laughs) That's very British. You've gone native. You've definitely become very British. (laughs) I passed an exam to be in this country on how to be British. You passed with flying colours. Well done. I need to get better at telling people things without thinking that I'm asking the the world of them. I'm better if there is another queer person with me. Then I'm like, yeah, it's fine. No, yeah, you have to call me that way because it's my name. If I'm on my own, it's like, oh, yeah, if you don't mind, that would be great. (laughs) If I'm on my own, I rarely correct people on my pronouns. And I just go, okay. My kid does it better than me. She just goes, uh-uh, no, they're a day. (laughs) Mommy's a day. (laughs) Thank you. We have a jar in this house. You know when people have a swearing jar? We have a pronouns jar because I get my pronouns wrong more than anyone else in this house. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. My spouse looks at me and is like, how? How do you misgender yourself so much? I don't know. So now I have a swearing jar for pronouns. I mean, it's actually quite full. It's an old milk bottle and it's full to the brim at the moment. Well, then you can treat yourself to something nice. Well, apparently it's not for me to spend because it's my mistake. It's to give them to the kid. One of my favorite people in the world, nicest person to me. She just really struggled with my name. And literally she was like, maybe you'll make an exception for me. And I was just like, what, what, do, what do I say? Let me make your life easier by making mine more miserable, you know? But I think it's a generational thing as well. It's our generation that is scared of rocking the boat or making people uncomfortable because we spent our own life being told, you just do what you're told and be who society wants you to be. I look at the younger generations and I'm like, Jesus, you're fierce. Like you take no shit. And I'm so jealous because it's like, nope, then that is me. Yes, please do whatever you want. Walk all over me and be fine. <laughs> That's why I have a sweatshirt. It wasn't my idea. It's my spouse's idea to train me to get my pronouns right. <laughs> that's, how, that's how good it is in this whole thing. It's like, you are so bad at this. Because I get everyone else, like all our queer friends. Um, I'm the first one. Never get them wrong. My own. Hopeless. Was there a, a similar transition from referring to you as his wife to his spouse? He's really good. He calls me spouse, which is great, or partner, depending on, on the mood, if he's pissed off at me or not. Oh, he's got a formal one. Okay. Yeah, like partner is when it's like, yeah, you don't like me much now, do you? It's like, okay. <laughs> he refers to himself as husband, but I call him spouse because I feel like if I say to other people husband, people automatically assume I'm a wife. So he's okay with that. So he would he will call himself husband, but he's okay with me calling him spouse. Partner gets me lo- less odd looks. When I say spouse, like, can you not call it your husband? It's like, no, because 
So that's get a lot more looks than the partner does. Next year, we are not remarrying because it's kind of like my gender doesn't exist, so I can't go and change it. But it's our 10 year anniversary, so we are going to redo a wedding where we wear what we want to wear and be fabulous and queer. And I just want to party, to be fair. As I actually didn't come out to anyone personally, I think I should at some point stand <laughs> up in front of everyone who's like, so my name is Marley and I'm queer. <laughs> or get your spouse to do it. Like you can stand up and he can just like. <laughs> Honestly, he came out to his family for me, to my family for me. I only came out to my child. I did. This is it. This is how lazy I am in this whole process. That's what, that's what relationships are. You know, you do the washing up. He comes out to your parents. He does the washing oh, up. Oh, he does the washing up. Wow. <laughs> It takes the edge off having someone else doing it for you. If you don't want to have that fear of, where's it going to be? And it's nice to know already that you automatically have that person in your corner the whole time as well. And I think that kind of support is really nice. I knew that if something was going to be said, he would have taken no shit for it. Whilst I would have just sat there and, okay, I'm sorry, won't say this again. It was like, yeah, you you can go, you do this, and then I'll I'll bring you food later. (laughs) Fine. I'll make you dinner, <laughs> then you can do the washing up. What advice would you have for anyone wanting to explore their gender identity or their sexuality and wants to be honest and talk to their family and their children about it? Get someone to do it for you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Take your time. Like, I, I feel like sometimes there is a rush of put the label on something. And we then go through changes again. And, and it, I feel like explore yourself first and figure out where you're at. And then have an open conversation, you know, just sit down with some good food or whatever and just talk openly and say, this is, this is what I am and this is who I am and this is where I want to be and what I'm exploring. And if you're, you're a coward like me and fear rejection to your bone, have someone with you that you know, even if you want to have the conversation, they'll sit there next to you, just holding your hand and you know you'll have some support and you don't have to go through it by yourself. And with kids, it's a lot easier. Just tell them how it is. I see it with my kid and with my kid's friend, it's a lot easier to talk to kids than it is to adults. There are some great books out there that, that can help you with this. Know that if you do this for them now, when they're older, if they experience the same, because they might be, you don't know if your kids are queer or not, it'd be easier for them because they already know it's okay. They won't have to come out because they know that, oh yeah, my mom is like that, it's fine. That's it really. And are you okay with people contacting you on social media and things like that if they want if they want to? Yes, okay, cool. absolutely. Is the non-binary parent. I share resources on parenting and non-binary life. So yes, absolutely get in touch. Was there any particular book that stands out for you as being very useful? Pink, Blue and You. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite ones, mostly because it's got dinosaurs in it. It goes from toys to clothes to gender to sexuality. It's it's really well encompassing. It's, It's a great book. Sometimes, especially recently, I've had a couple of pretty heavy recordings and this one's just been really nice and and light and just full of love. There is something that I'm super passionate about and I'm a freelance writer and I wrote for a few publications on queer positivity. We only hear horror stories or sad stories or trauma, which is important because we do need to address these issues and we do need to still fight for our rights and everything. But there are so many of us that have really good life 
And if the younger generation could see them, they'll think it's not that scary to be trans or non-binary or queer or gay or lesbian or whatever. You know, there is joy in being part of our community and it should be shared more often than, than just the sad stories. That was Probably True, the multi-award-winning storytelling podcast created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone. If you like what you heard and you want me to keep doing it, you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash probably true. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.